Welcome back to They Made Their Way to the Ring. Last week's episode, the first episode, episode one, was all about Lillian Garcia, a personality I felt had a big hand in the way women were seen in the world of professional wrestling. This week, I believe it's only right to feature Toronto's own, the Canadian blonde bombshell, Trish Stratus. Trish, a former fitness model, burst onto screens in March 2000 as a heel valet for Test and Albert in the promotion WWF. Trish would catch the attention of higher-up officials during a managerial run and later pave her own path inside the squared circle, one that I believe was a path quite like no other. For me, seeing that major bump she took at Backlash going through a table at the hands of Bubba Ray Dudley after weeks of being a thorn in his side was the start of something special for her. I looked at Trish and saw a diva. She had beauty in abundance, much like some of the other women of that time, but Trish also stood out because she wanted to fight. She was hungry to learn and she knew what she wanted to be and how she was going to get there. Stratus made her in-ring debut in the new decade of the year 2000 on the 22nd of June edition of SmackDown. She would go on to win a debut match, a tag team match with Test and Albert against the Hardy Boys and Lita. A storyline feud between Trish and Lita developed after the match with Stratus attacking Lita on further episodes of Raw and SmackDown. This eventually led to an Indian strap match on the 24th of July edition of Raw which Stratus won with the help from Stephanie McMahon. Trish would develop a taste for gold of her own, but she finished the year competing unsuccessfully for the WWF Women's Championship numerous times and then left Test and Albert when the, de- when the team disbanded. Early on in her career, in 2001, Trish would find herself in a huge storyline that would see her involved in an on-screen affair with then-CEO of the company, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vince and the Divas' relationship increasingly angered the boss's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, and at No Way Out, on February the 25th, Trish and Stephanie would finally go one-on-one, with Stephanie scoring the pinfall victory after a run-in by William Regal. It would be revealed down the line that Trish was the victim of a setup from the team of Stephanie, Regal and Vince. I didn't really see that one coming. Trish's successful run, effectively as a heel, would come to an end at WrestleMania 7, when Trish would slap Vince during his match against his son, Shane, ultimately leading to her becoming a fan favourite and the most popular diva on the roster. Well, she was for me, anyway. I always see Trish as a babyface and a champion, the best girl of her time, to be quite honest. It was a major storyline for her, but did it do her justice? Well, I think so. I thought it was a great way to introduce her to the ring and get the fans behind her before a string of title runs, but how do you feel about it all? Do you think she deserved as many title runs as she got? Because... I do. I think she represented the women's division well. In 2001, Trisha's momentum gathered speed. She won a brand panties tag team match, teaming with Lita against Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson at Invasion. But I do remember thinking, is this Trisha's downfall? Falling back down the ranks, is she going to be seen here and there rather than weekly? But after an ankle injury in the summer of 2001, Trish returned in autumn at Survivor Series in a six-pack challenge. This also featured Jazz, Ivory, Mighty Molly, Lita and Jacqueline, where she would capture her first title, the WWF Women's Championship. She was now a full-time competitor and was destined for gold. Some of you maybe thought, oh, here we go again, when she captured the gold, but I personally loved it. I saw her as a well-rounded competitor and honestly, much like today's Charlotte Flair, for me, it feel it felt like 
there was always something not quite right if we saw Trish without the gold. But for me, she was she was a deserving champion. I think she didn't have that much in the way of competition. There was other girls on the roster. You had Candice Michelle, Tori Wilson, all of these kind of girls, the playboy cover girls during Trish's era. They weren't title ready, maybe, or I'm not sure. But Trish didn't have much in the way of competition back then. So Trish's next feud involved Jazz over the Women's Championship, where she was booked to retain the title at the Royal Rumble, but being booked to lose the belt to Jazz just two weeks later on the 4th of February edition of Raw. Stratus then went after the title for several more months, even competing in a triple threat match at WrestleMania 8 against Lita and Jazz in a hometown of Toronto, Canada, but failed to win the match. So while chasing after the women's title, Trish would do something that wasn't really seen in the wrestling world. She won a men's title belt, the WWF Hardcore Championship. This was on May the 6th. She pinned Crash Holly after Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley hit him over the head with a trash can. She then, however, lost the title to Stephen Richards soon after. This was due to the stipulation that the belt was defended 24-7 as long as there was a referee present. Hmm. Now... That, for me, obviously, is where the 24-7 championship came from. See, Dana Brooke was always my champ. I'm just putting that out there. That girl served. She deserves way better. (laughs) Anyway, one week later, she regained the women's title in a tag team match with Bubba Ray Dudley. During this time, Trish began wrestling solely on the Raw brand after being drafted in the WWF brand extension. Trisha's second reign as champion came to an end on June the 23rd when she was defeated at King of the Ring by Molly Holly. The two divas continued their storyline feud for the next three months. After a failed attempt to win the title in July, Trish won back the championship at Unforgiven. She was feuding with Holly at the time. She was also involved in an angle with a new diva on the roster, the mean, insane and quite frankly vicious Victoria. She held a storyline grudge against Stratus, claiming that she was betrayed by her when they worked as fitness models. The two competed in several title matches, with Stratus retaining until Survivor Series where Victoria won the belt in a hardcore match. A hardcore match back then was something to talk about, first ever. Divas in the ring we were getting used to, but not divas with weapons. But why wasn't this the kickstart we needed? We looked at today's wrestling. And weapons are just a normal part of feuds or matches. But back then, it was something really special. And a title on the line just brought in the viewings. This was one of my favourite matches from the Divas era. The brutality was just mad. Trish would go on to have some iconic feuds with Victoria and Lita. And have some special moments on screen. I always saw Trish as a mountain each Diva needed to climb to get to the top spot. Now, I want to skip forward a few years to Trish's most iconic time, in my opinion. From 2005 to 2006, it was very much a roller coaster of a year for many reasons. It was the passing of the torch to a new crazy diva, Mickey James, and the beginning of Trisha's. I'm going to come full circle here, quoting Mickey James in Impact Wrestling. Trisha's last rodeo. Mickey was coming in and Trish was going out. After another sideline and injury, Trish returned in September 2005, once again portraying her babyface persona, teaming with Ashley against Vince's Devils. <laughs> Honestly, I'm rolling my eyes here. What a name. Vince's Devils? Really? 
That stable consisted of Candice Michelle, Tori Wilson and Victoria. Mickey would also be featured in this feud as she entered the world of WWE, declaring herself as Trish Stratus's biggest fan. Now, I do think this is something that years down the line, WWE tried to capitalise on with the Glamazon Beth Phoenix and the debut in Rosa Mendez. Rosa being her biggest obsessed fan. Do you remember that? Now, no bashing Rosa, please. I genuinely did love that girl. So Trish and Mickey continued teaming together in late 2005, while Mickey's character became increasingly obsessed with Trish. On the December 26th episode of Raw, the storyline between Trish and Mickey developed into a romantic relationship when Mickey initiated an intimate kiss with Stratus under a sprig of mistletoe. Do you remember that one? I do. This caused a surprise Trish to flee the locker room. It was a moment in WWE history that would be forever remembered. See, at this point, I found myself hating Mickey's character. It just felt too much to see as a young fan. I didn't I didn't really like the direction it was going. I didn't like Mickey. I didn't like a character. But I just knew I could see into the future. I knew she would get that bloody belt. So the angle between Trish and Mickey continued into 2006 with the two divas competing against each other in a title match at New Year's Revolution. Stratus emerged victorious. On March the 6th, 2006, Trish confronted Mickey, telling her that she needed space. The duo briefly reconciled on the March 18th Saturday Night Main Event edition, teaming together to defeat Candice Michelle and Victoria. But Mickey, however, had other, had other ideas and turned a new kind of crazy on Trish after the match. She then began to attack her, and at WrestleMania 22, it culminated in Trish losing the Women's Championship to Mickey. Boo! That really did not sit well with me so i think for women's wrestling this was a huge milestone though it would really see a storyline that consumed the best part of nine months to a year televised and when was the last time we saw that the company really got behind these two women and i think they saw two athletes that complemented each other's work it was a great story a typical heel and baby face a david versus goliath it was a story that would guarantee nobody sat on the fence because we all picked a side and my side was trish and yeah, I was gutted when she lost the title. Trish, you really let me down there, girl. In late August 2006, WWE revisited the feud that we loved. Trish versus Lita. Blonde versus Red. Barbie versus Punk. Lita stated that Trish would retire following their match at Unforgiven. At the pay-per-view on September 17th in a hometown of Toronto, Canada. Trish defeated Lita with fellow Canadian Bret Hart's signature manoeuvre, the submission, the sharpshooter, to win a seventh and final women's championship and retire as a champion. Now, I'm really happy that she retired a fighting champion on the high that she did. She really did break those glass ceilings and then left behind a trail of destruction for the next group of women to clean up. So, Trish would return home to WWE on many part-time occasions following her retirement. She came back for events such as WrestleMania 27, where she teamed with Morrison and reality star Snooki to take on Dolph Ziggler and the Mean Girls, Lay Cool, Michelle McCool and the last WWE Women's Champion, Layla. That match for me, it does pain me to say, but I was the Lay Cool fan. I had to support my, my fellow Brit Layla, right? I had to. And I didn't like Snooki. I mean... Her involvement, really? I really didn't get that one. 
She also came back for a Hall of Fame ceremony devoted to the champion herself. Also a 25 years of Raw celebration and the first ever women's Royal Rumble match and a tag team match at the first ever all women's pay-per-view Evolution. Then we skip forward to mid-2019 and Trish entered a small feud with the Queen of WWE, future Hall of Famer and now 12-time Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Do you think she's going to get 16 times? Maybe even 17 to surpass her father, Rick? Yeah, I think it's coming. But much like Lita and Mickey back in the day, Charlotte's aim was to permanently retire Trish and that she kind of did. She put Trish back in the history books and continued her reign as the most dominant woman in wrestling's history. So, who have you got in that score? Charlotte or Trish? Who do you think deserves the title of most dominant women's champion? Well, that wraps up episode two of They Made Their Way to the Ring. Thank you all for listening. You can find me over on Twitter at Slee underscore Ryan. You'll find my picture of me in a red woolly pom-pom hat kind of thing. Uh, please submit your thoughts and questions. Please remember to keep it friendly and enjoy this women's wrestling journey. Let's let's enjoy it together. I hope you all have a lovely Christmas. Uh, thank you and see you soon for episode three.